Hi, welcome back to Life's Lemonade Unfiltered. We are your hosts, Kiara and Yesenia. And in this space, we're getting unfiltered about life, womanhood, parenthood, and all the other shit in between. So please stay tuned and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at lifeslemonade.unfiltered. Enjoy. Welcome back to Life's Lemonade. Lemon Drops, it's Yesenia. And Kiara. And we're back again. <laughs> today Today we're just talking, We are before we uh, started recording or realized we were recording, talking about how our bodies feel and like needing a reset. I'm on my first day right now of a little detox and that like uh, brain fogginess is starting to set in of not giving my body anything so far. So today it's just liquids. So I had coffee, black coffee this morning and I had um, a protein shake after I worked out, but that's it. And then just tea and water. I know, it's giving me flashbacks of when I had to prep for my colonoscopy. <laughs> Mine is it really? drinking the stuff that makes you oh yeah run to the bathroom every five minutes. But yeah, I, I didn't drink that stuff until nighttime. So the whole day, and I had to work that day too, that whole day I didn't yeah. eat. And there was like... I feel like it was probably like noon where I was just like ravenously hungry. Yeah. And then I got over it in the, and just then later like in the afternoon, water. I was like, okay, like I'm over the hungry part. Yeah. I'm not over it, but I'm past feeling that way that I'm just, but then, yeah, you, then you go into the fatigue because your body's like, yeah. okay, like you're really not going to give me anything. I was working out and the 25 pound dumbbells felt so heavy. I was doing uh, presses and I was like, isn't it crazy how not giving your body fuel, fuel for like a few hours affects your strength? And- but then what it does is it makes all the blood flow to the right areas. It cleans you out. It, yeah. like, And then even with not having the nourishment, then now your body is feeding off the fat that you have stored. So really, I just have to wait enough time for that to kick in. Yeah. And I know I will get there, but I because I haven't done this in a, in a lot of years. So it's just weird to have to really restrict myself. I was thinking about all the like good things I could make myself to eat. And I was like making myself miserable in my mind. And I think it's like going it makes to the grocery me, store when you're hungry. Yeah. And it makes me realize like how often I do eat when I'm not necessarily hungry. hungry. Yeah. But I feel like snacking on something for me, like my snacks are yummy. Like they're always Healthy. yummy and yeah. like lots of flavors, but I'm still not, I'm still eating when I don't need to be. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see too, like heading into or heading out of it, like how, what my body craves and what it doesn't. And for me, it's like the sugar. I yes. really crave sugar. And I have found when I do detoxes, my sugar craving is completely like lessened yeah. by, yeah, Rick for, and I for did, quite a while. Rick and I did a seven-day sugar detox once a few years ago. It's we, crazy how you literally feel like a fiend. You're like, yeah. like I need and sugar. Like on day three, you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. And day five and six, you're like, oh. And then by the end of it, you're like, why did I you're eat like, so oh. much sugar? And then when you, you do eat sugar, it. it tastes so sweet yes. that you're like, oh, it's yeah. like this cookie is so intoxicating for my mouth. I can't handle it. Yeah. Yeah. But um, maybe that's what I need to do, a sugar detox. Yeah. I mean, sugar's in everything. That's the, that's what you realize. Sugar's in everything, even ketchup. Yeah. And juice. Sauces. When there's no oh, yeah. added sugar, like it's still, and fruit, like it's still yeah. sugar. 
So when you did the sugar detox, you weren't allowed to have fruit no, either? No, because the thing is, I like, mean, natural sugars versus what processed sugars? This is why sugars? they say because when people, like, turn to, um, what is it called? Like, stevia yeah. and those other zero-calorie monk natural fruit, yeah. sh- that it's not helping your sugar craving because you're, st- your you're brain, still satisfying Your it. brain still thinks it's sugar. Right. Like, it's obviously not real sugar that's affecting you health-wise the same uh-huh. way, but your brain still thinks it's sugar. So when we did the detox, um, the girl who like set it all up, she was like, no fruit because you have to completely eliminate that taste from your uh, brain. It's your brain. That's crazy because when I, when I try to cut back on eating like sugar in the way of ice cream and that kind of stuff i eat more fruit because i just want that yeah. sugar so to cut it like out, after i eat lunch stop. then i'll have a cutie or an apple or something and then i'm like okay i'm good yeah i think she said when we did it like if you really need something you can have a granny smith apple because they have, have the least amount of sugar or like blueberries because oh. they don't have a ton of sugar no but they would still satisfy me yeah but, but yeah if you think about it like you were not going to like a eat. peach or a <laughs> Something that has like I think it's pineapple, blueberries, strawberries, and raspberries that have the least amount of sugar. Oh, that's interesting. And is that why when you're on keto, you can eat mm-hmm. those berries yeah, because oh. it's the least amount of carbs because there's the least amount that of sugar makes in them. Sense. I was eating a Granny Smith apple every day. Yeah, <laughs> so, I bet. I love Granny Smith apples though. That's Maybe. my apple of choice. That actually sounds really good. I don't typically go for a Granny Smiths, but I do enjoy them when I have them. Yeah, but then what I what do I do? I put caramel on them. <laughs> like I can't, I can't just have like a granny says apple. I know, like I'm like if you give a pig a pancake. <laughs> yeah, have you ever heard of that book? Oh. It's like if you give a mouse a cookie. Okay, yeah, I've it's, heard that one. Yeah, if you give a pig a pancake, it's the same loop. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like if you give me a banana, I'm like, ooh, vanilla and Nutella. Nutella. Yeah, like that's just where that's my brain's true. gonna go. I yeah, I buy Granny Smith apples and Rick is always like, why do you buy these? I'm like, me and Aiden love them. Allie and Rick. Will I, not should, eat I should. I should start getting. Gigi likes them. Yeah, he Aiden loves them. It's that sour. I that's remember loving. I think. Yeah. I remember from the very first time I had one. We did like Apple Day at school in third grade. And I well, typically those are just used for baking. Baking, yeah, because yeah, they're tougher. They, yeah, right. And they're no well because you can add that's the thing. Add you can sugar. Add sugar. Yeah. Oh, so it doesn't so make it's like too gives sweet. Me that tart. Yeah, so it's not too sweet. Oh, you're making me crave apple pie a la mode right now. <laughs> that's what I make my apple pies with. It's granny's. Yeah, I figure. Oh, I'm literally craving everything okay, right sorry. now. We it's really horrible. Why am I talking about food? <laughs> this is why. This is why it happens because I'm not eating. So that's all I want to talk just about. Drug me right in. I'm already. I yeah. I'm already imagining this like steak and mashed potatoes I'm having okay. this weekend. <laughs> we need to well, pivot. We're going. We're going away for our anniversary oh, yeah. this weekend. Yeah. So it's 11 years, and that's crazy. I know. I'm really looking forward to it. We're just going to go to Palm Springs for a couple of days. Um, Are you going to the place you always stay at? No, they were fully booked. Oh. That place books way ahead of time. And by the yeah. time we decided to go, it was booked up. But I don't know. We'll found some other place. I really won't care. Don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I just like, I just realized now after our San Diego trip, I really just like getting away with us and uninterrupted without, you know, yeah, anything else to worry about but ourselves. Yeah, that's nice. So, I guess this detox is at a good time because I'm about to go toxify. <laughs> I'm about to go, yeah, definitely indulge. But 
I don't know. I feel like the way I like to live my life is where I can keep it where I, yeah, yeah, I don't want to live so structured and rigid and my, and especially the way I eat, you know? And how many times do we hear that too? Like if you live too much on one side, you're going to race to the other side yeah. real fast. Like yeah, there's I, just no, no balance. In I do better when I allow myself to have whatever indulgences I want, even if it's daily, but it's like, okay, like you got to have less this time or mostly because it just doesn't make me feel good well, after I'm being conscious too like so many yeah. times I shove something in my mouth and then at the end of it I'm like I didn't even really yeah taste it you <laughs> know I was I having really... an interesting conversation with one of my clients about this because she's battled weight her whole life and she's been in Weight Watchers forever and so she was sharing about the app and some of the changes she doesn't really like and I said so if you know all the things that help you maintain your weight and your activity and the things that are holding you accountable why can't you do it without being associated to weight watchers like why can't you just do it on your is own weight watchers still a thing it absolutely is oh i just I actually went to the farmer's market today and there's a big jenny craig building and i was like jenny That's... craig went out of business apparently yeah. they went under That's no so though. so um we were talking about it and i don't know why last time i said something like I find that when I do the things I shouldn't do, it's because I'm covering something up. So I was like, maybe just start noticing why you're reaching for the food. Yeah. She's like, because before I know it, I'm shoving. She used that word shoving food in my mouth and I, it's not making me feel better. Yeah. And so, um, in between visits, uh, she, she started therapy. Okay. And, it was an incredible, significant difference in the, the thought process she was having around her habits of eating and what she heard as a child. Now, we're talking about a 75-year-old woman who was told as a child, you need to clean your plate if you want dessert. And just how that like played in her head all her life is like, I need to clean my plate if I need, want to have dessert. And this is not being able to break that um, process of yeah. like what you're told as a child versus... Like maybe you, she was full, but she still wanted dessert, which I am like the first to say you have a whole separate stomach for dessert. Yeah. You know, my kids too, like the, now that I think about it, my Aiden always will be like, mom, he'll bring me his plate and be like, mom, is this enough for dessert? And my response is always, I don't care about dessert. Is your tummy full? Right. Like I never. And from the right things. And then if it's full from the good things. Then I don't mind if you have the ice cream or the popsicle. Yeah, but it's like you don't need to like finish your entire plate. Yeah. Although I do think as parents, actually, let's rephrase as moms, because I feel like there is <laughs> dads cannot gauge how much their children can eat. No. I don't, it must be like a man thing because my dad did it, too. He'd pile four pieces of French toast on our plate at breakfast. And we're like, it's like and yeah. then he'd be upset breakfast when we didn't eat it all. And it's like. I'm eight years old. I'm not yeah. eating four. But um, I feel like I know exactly how much they can eat. And I, I know I, too. So when I dish up their plate, it is pretty like on point too. Yeah. But also they have days when they're not hungry. Like Allie right. yesterday swam in the pool for three hours. So she, she was came starving. Home and ate a plate and then another plate. And then yeah. two hours later wanted more. And Rick's like, what is wrong with her? I'm yeah. like, she swam for three hours. Like when you swim laps, aren't you starving? And he was like, Oh wow. Yeah. yeah like I didn't think of that way, but or even when they're having growth spurts, they eat so much more. Yeah. So, but I, that is always my response. It's not like you need to finish your plate. It's 
is your stomach full? Like, <coughs> let's leave dessert out of it. Yeah. And, but yeah, that is interesting because I do feel like that was normal along, you know. And what was interesting was, was that after she shared that she started therapy, she's like, I'm finding I'm not eating as much and I'm not like going to the fridge unnecessarily. And she's like, I feel really good. Yeah. And so it's just crazy to me how at whatever age you're at, you can still be making these discoveries about yourself Mm -hmm. and your habits and your like, just where your mind is when you're doing things. It's so important to be mindful. Yeah. And it is crazy how it's linked to other, like, it's not just about eating. It's just linked to everyday life because I'm the same way. Like when I'm happy and busy and I have lots of things going on, then I don't have that problem. But when I'm bored or not fulfilled or just like sitting around, then that's when it's a problem. So yeah. It is crazy because it's like one thing leads. It's a ripple effect. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's why that saying exists that how you do one thing is how you do everything. Yeah. So, and it kind of like when you say it like that, it's like so in some ways abrasive because you're like, whoa, whoa, like I feel personally attacked. <laughs> but then when I think about it, I'm like, oh no, that is in fact yeah. true. It's like, it's, uh, either taking my mind somewhere else or it's uh, making me feel something I want to feel. It's always a coping mechanism. Yeah. I know. I was on my way to the grocery store today to get stuff for the week. And I was like, why can't I just be one of those people that can have like yogurt with some berries on top and be satisfied? Like that just will never be me. I can do that. If I try, that's the problem though. Like if I try to do that and like be what I think I should be eating in comparison to what I see other people eating, I will fall off the train so quickly because it's not what I, how well do you, it's not, how well do you eat intuitively? Like, do you ever find yourself craving something you don't normally crave for a certain amount of time? And then you're like, huh, that's weird. I was craving so much of that. My body must've needed it. Have you ever put that together time I feel that way is like before my period when I want a whole bunch of bread and carbs for <laughs> real oh and then I'm like oh, I feel I like what's happening a here. garbage disposal like the week <laughs> and then no, like but- a week and a half before my period yeah it's ridiculous it's so I'm just like eating everything why? inside why are we carb there is before? a reason and I forget why oh but God. it's I walk into a a grocery store and walk past the French fries every other day and I'm like eh. and then some days I walk in and I'm like I need that French fries I know um but now I feel like but that's the problem is I feel like I eat very healthy every day like why is that a problem because no I don't think it's not (laughs) (laughs) wait you're like wait 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 problem but I don't know it's just interesting to like what my thought process of healthy is versus like I don't know I just spent a week with my mom and sisters and the things that they eat are so different than what I yeah eat. what do they eat well how is it different <laughs> the, I, I don't know they're just like they don't eat bread or car- like at all gluten no pasta no bread no no they'll eat gluten-free bread but not a bunch okay. and then just like and that's how they eat all the time yeah okay yeah so do you find it impossible for you to eat that way? I just know that if I try to eat that way, I would feel unsatisfied. It's not what my body, like I wouldn't feel, I don't know, it just wouldn't be. And then I, after a few days or weeks, I would revert back and 
indulge in all the bad. I wonder if it's also a thing of learning to uh, to recalibrate our uh, taste buds because sometimes I used to eat like the regular white bread and I used to love it. And now when I eat it, I'm like, it just doesn't do it for me. I like more sourdough or seeded breads. Yeah. It just, my taste buds like it better now. Yeah. And I think I have done that a lot with certain things. Like there's a lot of things that I don't, that I used to not ever eat that I eat now, but I don't know. I just, I was the only one that wasn't sharing anything when we went to eat. <laughs> really? Because yeah, because I just eat like my mom doesn't eat red meat. She she doesn't oh, eat chicken. She only eats fish or like scallops or seafood. Um, they don't eat dairy. They don't eat gluten. Like it's just wow. very vegetable and seafood. And I don't eat which seafood. is really good. I know. I I don't. It's eat such a catastrophe that you don't eat fish. I eat vegetables. Yeah. So that's fine. But like, I don't know. I don't know. That's interesting. I'm not going to eat a bowl full of mushrooms and olives. Like that's not for me. Mushrooms and olives is a horrible oh, kind of they combination. They getting that? like charcuterie boards and the things on it were weird. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, give me the real food. What yeah, is this? I'm bird like ordering food. a BLT and fries. No. That sounds like more, <laughs> that's my meal when I go anywhere. I like a burger and fries because yeah. you know what? It, a lot of, a lot of places can really fuck up a burger and fries. And if it's good, I'm in yeah. heaven. Yeah. But I don't know. I just know myself. And if I tried to like eat what I think I should eat to be healthy I would fall off the wagon so fast yeah but I I, eat healthy so it has to be just just healthy by maybe your own standards not what anybody else is doing yeah because there are I know people that used to be uh vegan and have gotten so sick from being vegan that they've had to introduce meat into their diet again and it heals their bodies like you your sometimes bodies can't handle eating that way yeah. You know, so but I so I think it's like not getting so stuck in a certain regimen that you feel like if you do this now, you're a poser because you were saying you were all this before. <laughs> yeah. It's you like your body listen. is telling you it doesn't like it anymore. Maybe at one time it did. So yeah. just change for it. You know, why do we get so stuck in our minds? I think about the change. Yeah. I think that's the, the biggest part that stands out to me is like how, uh, we create these grooves for ourselves and we make them so deep that we never get out of them with everything. Yeah, everything. <laughs> oh. So, anyway, I don't even know where we started. We're still talking about food, though, somehow. Yeah, but I feel, later yeah, but I feel like said, now it's a more... Uh, emotional uh, yeah, emotional connection to the yeah. food and what we put in our mouths, but... I am hoping I can make it through a couple more days. It, I don't know why I chose to do it on the days I'm home. It would have been much easier to do while I was at work. Yeah. Because I can make myself through. busy enough. Yeah. But <laughs> I just like to do things Torture the hard yourself. way. <laughs> if I'm going to oh do it, gosh. I'm going to do it in the most That's difficult so way or I'm funny. not going to do it. That just must be how I do things. Well, I'm so excited for you guys to go on your little weekend getaway. Yeah, me too. I when can't... did you leave? When did you go last time? I can't remember how long ago it was. Oh, before like, like two years. No, away. When yeah, when September. You guys went to... Okay. Yeah. Don't so look at me. <laughs> so it's been how long? I know you remember. It's been how long? 
How many months is that? I can't think. Seven. Wow, that goes eight, so fast. Eight months. We were trying to make it a goal to every six months do like a two week two day getaway, but yeah. Sometimes life gets ahead of you. Yeah. And then we're going to Texas in June too. So it's gonna be busy. It's exciting though. It is. I'm excited. It'll be fun. I just wanna like if I could, I would just wanna be gone for like the whole summer with the kids and spend the summer in Texas with my sister. That'd be nice. Yeah, I just because I have the overhead of my space, it's, it makes it a little bit difficult. I have yeah. to really plan for that, but maybe I can shoot to do that next summer. That'd be fun because it'll be the end of my lease, actually. Oh, exciting! It's kind of weird, but yeah. I feel like that would might be a good time to to do that and to kind of start off my. Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully. <laughs> So scary to say. I don't know. Different life. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm ready, but it's going to happen a day, a week, a month at a time. Yeah. So. And then I'll be here before you know it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. And then we will have middle schoolers. Oh I my God. Even, I'm not ready for that. I can't nope. even. <laughs> life is so funny, huh? Yeah. So, um. Oh my gosh! On the our local Facebook page uh, for Temecula Murrieta, there was a post about some guy months ago that was a photographer, and this girl went on there and said, "I don't know what I should do about this. I feel like this guy was completely inappropriate." business-wise, like, he made a post that he would do, like, this kind of session for this much money, this many edits, whatever. But apparently afterwards, he was sending her, like, inappropriate messages mm -hmm. talking about, like, oh, you're, like, the living dream. Yeah. Like, got obsessive. Got obsessive. And so she kind of reported him. And um, somebody the other day just made another post about this guy being out on the dating scene in the area. And to watch out for her, for him because he drugged her. <gasps> Apparently, she went and got a test, uh, some kind of toxicology yeah. kind of test. Yeah. She had something in her system that was known as Blue Angel. Oh, I've heard of that, but I don't know what it it's, is. Apparently, it's an antidepressant, but it can really change your system. But she showed the positive results and everything. And then so she posted it on there. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's the same guy that they're saying is a creep photographer. I just can't believe these people are out there doing this kind of twisted shit. That's crazy. Yeah, it's a sedative. <clears throat> like, why? What would he do with that? It's probably like a roofie, like a date rape drug, where it makes her just so out of it that he But he can... was, like, daily drugging her? That's it's fucking nuts. It's hypnotic. It says... Um, it's the most well-known hypnosedative drug, which calms people down in a higher dose, acts as a sleeping pill hypnotic. They come in the form of tablets and amulet suppository solutions. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Why are people out there like that? I'm sure our listeners can tell my voice has been raspy for what, the last two months? Yeah. I well, cannot... and then two months before that, I would have my nose plugged. <laughs> and these allergies are killing me. I so cannot bad. handle it. Um, I I think I need to switch up my oh, allergy meds. It's known as a social drug, and it says it has similar effects to alcohol. It makes people feel relaxed, sociable, and good humor. 
uh yeah interesting so is he just trying to make out make sure his dates are a good time yeah i mean it probably he thought probably it would make him her like him more like or he could kind of manipulate the situation God, this guy looks fucked up. Does he? Or did she host a picture? I don't oh, know how yeah. I missed it. Yeah, he looks like a creep. Let me find it. Yeah, I'm not going to find it. I'll have to find it some other time so I can show you. But what, what? And apparently the cops, like, I think she said she was giving him a day or something to turn himself in. And then if she if he didn't, she was going to go to the cops. That's crazy. What do you think Someone happened? to trap him. Yeah, but how? Like, pretend to go on a date with him and get evidence. Look at you, investigator. <laughs> who's going to who's gonna volunteer for this job? Not me. But I, I, I'm sure, like, especially the way California is, like, they can't do anything unless they have evidence. The cops, they're just... Gonna... Yeah, but she has the proof of the drug test, but, but no that's not... That he gave it to her. She could have uh... taken it. You know? <coughs> yeah, I don't know. So it's, that's it crazy. Very weird. I don't like. If Rick ever died, I could never date again. It's scary out there. For real, I hear horrible stories and I'm like, yeah, like, yeah I'm just going to stick with what I know. This is a whole lot better. Yeah. Like men who. All kinds know, of things. I know. I follow this girl on Instagram and she's always like, um, giving her opinion on dating TikToks. Yeah. Like she'll see a story on TikTok of like this girl and like how her date went or about, Oh, Oh, this was one of them. Okay. And she was just like, I, and she just like gives her opinion, but this husband and wife had separate finances and pool, like pooled their finances for bills. Mm -hmm. They each worked, but they had separate finances. So, The wife goes in to labor. Uh-huh. It had been decided that she wasn't going to get an epidural. She didn't want an epidural. Okay. So then she's in labor and at the last minute decides that this is too painful. I can't do it. I need an epidural. So then she gets the epidural or whatever. They have the baby. The husband brings her the bill and says that she has to pay it because she couldn't. She couldn't with like stand the pain and they had mutually agreed before she went into labor that they weren't getting an epidural. So now she needs to pay the $8,000 bill for the epidural. No, but he says he shouldn't have to pay it because he went into it. It's his fucking baby. Could you imagine? He literally handed her the bill while she was in the hospital, like the day after she had the baby. And said that I'm not paying for this. It's your baby. That You're the one that couldn't so do it without wrong. getting the epidural. What would you do if that was your husband? Oh, divorce. Yeah. ASAP. Absolutely. Can you imagine? That's <laughs> that's another level of cheap. I almost said I'd throw the baby at him, but no, I wouldn't do that. You, but yeah. <laughs> throw but you'd be, at him. I'd throw the placenta at him. <laughs> that's ridiculous. That, that is crazy? wrong. Like, and that is shameless. And that is embarrassing. And that is despicable that he would have the audacity to do that after her body just went through that there is i can't no argument for the other side of that. no zero none i don't care if you weren't expecting an eight thousand dollar bill she wasn't expecting 
that much pain. So she has every right to get an epidural. I just can't. You put that baby in her? I can't. I can't even. No, I would. I would. Chop it off. Yeah, I would do something (laughs) extremely crazy. I can't even fathom. I can't even fathom. Who raised that man? I would say I will pay for it and you pay for the divorce. That's horrible. Yeah. Okay. But then again, you know, that's the thing is like people out there have really different relationships, like different arrangements, different personalities. And I don't think she knew that was the arrangement though. But this is when you find shit out when, you know, when you're deep in it, this is how you find out how people are like, that's just fucked up. Yeah. And once I saw that, like, you've now shown me a part of you that I think is despicable. I don't want anything to do with it. Yeah. That's horrible. I feel bad for her as a newly birthing mother. I would lose my mind. Yeah. That's insane. That's insane. I I don't think that's okay whatsoever. I can't, I just can't even, like, fathom, like... Rick watching me give birth to our child yeah, and, and watching me go through that pain and then having the audacity to be like, well, you should have sucked it up. Yeah. Like I just remember, and it's probably, it's been 10 years, (laughs) seven years that I've had a kid, but I remember explicitly him, how he was like, wow, like, yeah, it's crazy. And like, I think almost every father is like, that's the I, proper response. I Not here's the nev- bill for your epidural. I could never do that. Like it, it's not easy. It is painful. Like you don't have to go through it to understand how difficult it is to birth a child. So I can't even fathom him watching that and then being like, okay, but you still could have done it without the epidural. I, I don't have very many words for that. Yeah. Other than that's really disappointing too. Yeah. So disappointing. Yeah. Can you imagine their kid grows up and it's like, why did you and dad get divorced? Because <laughs> you came out of my hoo-ha and ripped it apart. And he yeah. told me I needed to pay the pain management yeah, bill. Yeah, no. That's insane to me. I can't, I can't fathom that. No, literally. Who is his mother? <laughs> she should be ashamed. Makes you uh. want, but that's what I'm saying is you don't know what people's backgrounds are, what their stories are, what they've seen, what they... You know, like, yeah, he doesn't see much, apparently, if he lives in a bubble or he just has no, no empathy whatsoever and completely cold. I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah. There's just no way you can watch your wife birth a child and have that reaction and be so like disconnected from it. Yeah, that's not right. That's not a I I pray to God that that's not a common thing that goes uh, you know, know, in men's you minds. say that, but then also... But then you don't know. Men are... <laughs> men are what? <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of bad ones out there. Yeah. It's not that uncommon. Like, there's a lot... Like, oh, I just read a post today that this woman... She said... She works full-time. Her husband works full-time. They have small children. She's like, I come home and I do, I like do everything in the morning to get them ready to take them to daycare. Of course she does. And then I come home and I do everything at night. And so she had to go grocery shopping and she was like, is it crazy to be infuriated that my husband would be like, take your time at the grocery store, like take a few extra minutes, like, 
<laughs> insinuating that that's like he's giving her relaxing time for her to be at the grocery store a little bit longer and she's like i'm pissed like i do everything and the relaxation i get is 10 extra minutes while i'm grocery shopping for this family <laughs> like it's infuriating. i can't even if you consider that me like, time imagine he thinks he's being like this great person and he's like take 10 more minutes in the, the spaghetti i could just here. imagine it like he's scrolling yeah dear have a good time like don't worry i got it i got everything covered no he's asshole everything's her. been covered for he's you texting her from the bathroom he's pooping like you just take <laughs> i can picture it <laughs> take 10 extra minutes at the grocery store and then she comes home and the house is a wreck already because the children, she's just been sitting. put the groceries away. Yeah. Oh, no, it ain't right. No. <laughs> but I think it's so common. Like, I don't know. I saw a lady the other day that was like, can we have a post about how wonderful our husbands are? Like, because there's just so, so much man bashing. Not even man bashing, but just stories. And it's like, where are these men coming from? And they ha- really just have the audacity. <laughs> But then it also goes to show you that no matter what in society, we want to hear the bullshit. We want to hear the drama. We want to hear the toxic. Why do we do that? Because if there were awesome posts, what would we do? What would we do with the good posts? Compare ourselves. No. If we saw somebody say, my husband did X, Y, Z, I feel so loved and appreciated. Oh, I love that. Yeah, you would probably read it and be like, that's so sweet. She got tons of comments. No, she got tons of comments. Okay. I love that. I feel, I truly, and I I feel like I talked to Rick about this recently. Same thing with like, (laughs) back to... I could not go out and date. I would be so terrified to find a man that was abusive or it just seems so common. Yeah. Like it just in one way or another, like common. Yeah. Financially, emotionally, physically, like it just, you just don't know. And clearly there's a reason why these women are with them. How does anybody even find anybody today? I don't know. To date and to marry if it gets there app, literally no but i mean like how does it if if this is what's out there how are unions even happening <laughs> <laughs> because they're just like settling for these men fuck the settling yeah why i don't know that's what i'm saying though like clearly something enticed them enough to get married then they feel stuck uh anyway we have so much (laughs) yes we do i know i when i when i see those things i'm so grateful too that like it's crazy though like it seems so prevalent it seems i'm i'm sure that's just i'm sure there are lots of wonderful men out there but when you read things like that it's like oh my god like cling to what you got well that's what they say like if you went around a room you had 10 people and you asked everybody to say what their worst struggle in life is right now and you put it in the pot and everybody's already heard you would most likely pick up your own thing back back you know back up because you just don't know what other people are struggling with so you you look at that and you go oh like my stuff isn't so bad it's doable it's manageable it's actually very healthy to have some of the problems I'm having, you yeah. know, and it's not helps yeah, it's put not, it again, into perspective. 
And I think when you're both on the same page, even though you're going through hard times or from an outsider's perspective, if they could see what was going on, it might seem like, oh, I don't want that problem. But if you're both on the same page and you're working, everybody has problems. And yeah, I've, I've been around some friends, like husband and wife, and I'm like, oh God, like, what is she doing with him? Yeah. He's an asshole. Yeah. That's so hard. Yeah. I can't think, I actually can't think of one. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah. I know. I'm I'm good where I'm at. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, keep your own shit. That's it. Anyway. Okay. Do you want to share some quotes? Oh. Yeah, I'm reading this book right now that's kind of blowing my mind. I found it at a thrift store, actually. Oh, really? It was like a little, it was like one of those little cafes that, we should go there sometime, I'll take you. It's like a, you walk in and it's like a place where they have different sections of the store. So there's like candles and sage and burning, you know, like stuff for that. And then there's clothes and then there's like homemade jewelry behind it there was like a little coffee shop that had an, a big table for coloring for the kids which was awesome oh that's fun yeah and then there was a section that had used books so oh. i went over there and i was like looking through it and i found this book it was five bucks and i have actually heard of her Ma- marianne williamson have you ever heard of her no I haven't. she ran for president the first year trump ran she as like a libertarian oh um she's probably too far on the spiritual woo woo for anybody to take seriously but she had my vote (laughs) um but she so she wrote this book on it's called the law of divine compensation and it's basically the premise of like your spiritual self having blockages for your um energy in the way of money in how you're living so she talks about like what, how you're blocking yourself and how the way you look at everything is is either bringing whatever you're putting out is what you're calling in. So if you have all these ideas of money and scarcity, then you're always going to be attracting situations that are going to make you stay in that in yeah. that spirit, right? And so it's just kind of crazy to me that we have so many of these like stories in our heads about wealth and and money and you know, like what, depending on how you were raised to look at money also, you know, then it really shapes you. So you have to like break these stories of what has been told to you and even what you've experienced, but your own mindset on it and learning to really just work through that. Because once you start looking at everything from a place of love and abundance, then it just returns to you, even if it's not in the form of actual, like a check in the mail or whatever. It may be an opportunity. It may be meeting somebody that leads you to something bigger. It may, you know, like you just don't know where all these little paths are going to take you. So I've just been like reading this book. It's so small, but it's really been uh, like a meaty little book because there are so many quotes in here where that I'm like, what? Like some of the stuff I feel like sucker punched in the stomach when I read it, you know, but um, okay. So one of them here is uh, when the energy we're putting out is filled with love the conscious or the with the consciousness of love then the energy flowing back to us comes in whatever form most serves our good so that's where you figure that 
like, yes, you might have uh, like paid for somebody's Starbucks, but the way it's going to be returned to you may not be in the same form, but it might be in the way of like someone, you know, giving you a, a job or a, a job lead or whatever, yeah. but not expecting it in the same way that it, that you gave yeah. it out. So I don't know. It just makes me think of everything being so connected and if we thought of everything being so connected how much more conscious we would be about our decisions in especially finances and how we feel when we spend it like is it hurting you or are you giving it freely right yeah like it almost feels like the harder you try to hold on to it the more it's gone or the things that pile up like the things keep breaking the things that need to be replaced the car breaks down like you're stuck in a bubble that you can't get out of yeah yeah so it's just interesting to me how that happens but she basically says that the negative thoughts deactivate the law of compensation and those three negative things are a negative sense of self anger and guilt huh so like even the idea of guilt uh it was talking about how in different cultures or religious beliefs each spiritual practice has something to remove the guilt or like uh the jewish have the day of atonement and i and i know this because i have clients that are jewish but i never really understood it until i read it in this book how what atonement is um let me see where my note is i took a note because once you understand what atonement is it makes you look at it entirely different so at least for me it did so atonement is like a spiritual reset button it is a gift from god providing us the opportunity to clear the karma of past mistakes by owning them taking responsibility for them admitting them making amends for them and doing whatever is possible to change the patterns of behavior that created the situation that now causes us shame interesting but when i read that I can see how when you apply it religiously that it gets skewed or that people have a negative connotation with it because it's like the certain things that religions expect of you don't you don't you shouldn't necessarily have to atone for. Yeah. So that's probably Mm. why it's not like reading it that way feels like oh yeah like yeah you should be doing that every day and versus the hard scripture versus or like the what you're sex taught in... before marriage atone for like then yeah. it's like that i shouldn't well be the shame that's the thing saying yeah. i'm sorry for that or making that right because it's not wrong yeah and it actually says <laughs> when we take full responsibility for the places where we know in our hearts we underperformed in the past or acted without integrity or fail to respect opportunities in abundance that once were ours, we experience the miracle of atonement. Wow. Yeah, and it says it's a mental process through which we correct our perceptions, thus changing the trajectory of probabilities that unfold as a result. So that's what I'm saying. So taking a day for of atonement, really, is that like also a different description of the serenity prayer? Like accept the things that I can change and, you know, like, however that goes, I think it's really important to look at the things that are holding us back because I've talked about it before, like the shame and the places it keeps us. And why do we do that to ourselves? What If we could really just show ourselves like that self-compassion and that love and say like, okay, you made that now move forward. Yeah. Move forward. Like you did that. I know it's be better and do better. And 
just yeah. put the effort in to not be a yeah I mean I can think fill of in like the blank a few moments in my life where I was like oh I fucked up yeah and that's has popped into my head in other decisions down yeah. the road so I think that's like also again like being aware and having empathy and all of those things because I'm there are probably some people that made the same decision and never thought once about it you know so I think it also yeah it's the type of person you are too like some people just but again like it goes back to religion like it's crazy that there are people that need those parameters to stay inside of because they can't be personally responsible like why can't you be personally responsible for what you know is right and wrong you have to be told that yeah and I don't think that I but don't I, think that for every religious person. Like I don't think that's across the board. But I do think like the premise of it is that I we have to set these rules and so an outside thing can tell you. Yeah. Which is crazy to me. Yeah, because, because I like, I think then if we talk about it like from where it originates is that we're taught to not trust ourselves. That you need something else outside of you to help you be better. Yeah. When if we really like if I if we just go based off of how kids behave naturally, they're good. Yeah. It's not until they start seeing how the world works and that they can manipulate things and that they can manipulate people that they go, oh, it's like that they get a different knowledge. It's like in the Bible, you know, when it talks about that, the apple and Mm -hmm. eating the forbidden fruit. And it's like now it opened you up to basically a can of worms that you didn't even think that we're going to be there but i don't even like i I don't even think without that when we did we talk about this on our last last, our last podcast about how without like people look at it as good and evil but it's not evil right it's just it just is what it is but it's what you attach to it yeah and but then it's like without that you can't, I don't think without the evil people would strive for the goodness. Like, well, yeah, we did talk about that because side of it. And, um, it was funny where it was somewhere in Sedona and some guy was talking or maybe it was our, I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was our Jeep tour guide. And she did something. And then she was talking about like her early life when she was just a crazy wild lady and she said something we all she said something like something bad she had done and then she was like well jesus didn't die for for nothing (laughs) i was like thinking about it it really just like went in my head and i was like that's true though like he didn't like yeah like he's got you covered girl but like we're failing him if we're not like if we're all just perfect like he died because we're going to fuck up. And yeah. yeah. So, but it just was funny how she said it. But in my head, I was like, oh my God, that's so true though. Like, if you believe that, then truly it, it, the the meaning of it is that like, it's okay to make mistakes. Yeah. Like, there's a reason. There's a reason. Well, yeah. And that's what I think it's important for us to get real with ourselves and be able to say, hey, I fucked up. And I don't want to be this fuck up. So what can I, and it's like really the idea of making amends with whatever it is that, you know, that made you feel that way or you made somebody else feel a certain way. But once you know something, it's your responsibility to do something and take that personal responsibility. Because if not, it's going to be a continual that again, it's the karmic stuff, right? It's like, if you don't learn your lesson, that 
same thing is going to keep recurring in your life until you figure out from the root of it why you keep doing the things you're doing. Yeah. So it's really an invitation to look deeper into yourself and your why you're doing what you're doing back to the food, back to everything is why are you doing what you're doing? Yeah. If you're not asking yourself that, then you're doing yourself a disservice. Absolutely. You're just floating down the river. Floating down the river, nowhere to go until you get to the end that drops off. (laughs) And you didn't bring a raft. No. We need rafts. We need helmets. We need paddles. We're just cliff jumping, girlfriend. (laughs) That's what we're doing. Okay. Well, Well, thank you for... I hate to say it, but... That was a journey. <laughs> that was. It's always a fucking journey. Say it every time. I think we just need to know that. <laughs> that we should have called our podcast the journey. <laughs> I think. I mean, it's never too late for a rebranding. Who knows? But really, we are on a journey. Life is a journey every single day, and I think we need to just be better and more conscious about what we're doing on this journey. Yeah. So, because it's a ripple effect. Why are you doing what you're doing? Yeah. There you go. Homework of the week. Why are you doing what you are doing? So uh, we'll leave you guys with that. We'll check in. Everybody have a safe Memorial Day weekend. Yes. And no, yeah. I can take that. But yeah, this isn't. We're all messed up on timing here. This is going to air in two weeks. Yeah. It's fine. So We can yeah. be real with them. <laughs> it's pre-recorded. Yes, it have is. Have vacation. We will. We're going to have a great time. I'm going to come back at least four shades darker. I don't think I don't know. I, trust me, it can happen. You're going to look like a Okinawan sweet potato. I am. I don't know what that is, but I am. Yeah. No, I seriously get purple. I know. I'm not kidding. Yes, I'm close to it already. My best friend growing up with someone and she would sit in the shade and we're like, why are you in the shade? And she's like, I am turning purple. Like, I don't I mind though. legitimately will be purple. I don't mind it. I think it's, what a hard life. I'm a chameleon. So dark. I know, right? I have to never put sunscreen on. Yeah, I I don't very often. Sometimes I put it on my face, and I need to be better about putting it on my face, since I'm not gonna be. Do you just put it on your face every day? That's what I do in the morning when mm-hmm. I wake up under all my yeah, makeup my, or anything. My moisturizer has it. That's the only reason it's on. Because <laughs> otherwise, I wouldn't forget, or I wouldn't right. remember. All right, Lemon Drops, remember to be kind, stay curious, and live unfiltered.